They say if you want to be polite, never discuss sex, religion, or politics in polite company. Well, this morning we're going to discuss all three. A lot of times, as Catholics, we are given this watered down of a very nice Jesus. A Jesus that doesn't ruffle feathers. A Jesus that simply offers platitudes. A good moral leader. Not the savior of the world who has come to pit father against son and daughter against mother. As he says in Matthew 10:35, unless you hate your family, you cannot follow me. For I have come not to bring peace, but the sword. We have a savior who does not sit idly by while the temple is being desecrated. He flips tables and whips people to cleanse the temple. People always like to challenge each other by saying, well, what would Jesus do in this situation? And I like to remind people that flipping tables and whipping people is part of the acceptable responses. I bring this up because as Catholics, we cannot simply allow what happens in our society and our government to happen devoid of us. We must be willing to flip the proverbial table and be a source of societal discomfort for ourselves as well as others in service to the common good. Sometimes this is used as an excuse to mock, ridicule, or hurt people we disagree with. The hope is to be able to discuss important matters with respect and charity. The first reading is from Exodus, when God gives the people of Israel the law. They were expected to follow the law, and the law was not a source of oppression, but a reliable guide for holiness. These laws were not made by man, but made by God, and are good moral laws. Sometimes, though, laws are created that are not just laws. This morning, I would like to speak to you about the Equality Act that is trying to be enshrined in law by members of our government. On the surface, the Equality Act is great. It provides measures that would prevent against discriminating against those in the LGBTQ communities. Let's pause for a moment right there and quickly review what the church teaches, because I think a lot of people think they know what the church teaches, but in actuality have no idea what Catholic doctrine is on this subject. Catholics oppose unjust discrimination or harassment that baselessly derive any person of basic needs, good, or dignity. Each and every human person is made in the image and likeness of God, and as such, bears inviolable dignity. The Church teaches that, in a particular way, sexual minorities, or those who identify as lesbian, gay, or bisexual, must be accepted with respect, compassion, and sensitivity, and that society is to avoid unjust discrimination in their regard. That is directly from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 2358. Be very clear, the Church loves her children who are sexual minorities, those who experience gender dysphoria, those who do not identify as heterosexual, and specifically says that any discrimination against them is never allowed. This means that Catholics support appropriate non-discrimination policies, for example, those that support the right of every individual to have access to employment, employment opportunities regardless of their sexual inclinations. Based on the Church's teaching that I have just described to you, it would appear that we should support the Equality Act. 
While it purports to protect those in the LGBTQ community, the reality is that it ends up also discriminating and hurting individuals and faith-based institutions. The Equality Act would directly hurt women and girls, the trans community, healthcare providers and Catholic healthcare institutions, parents, children in foster care, faith-based charitable services, private or faith-based schools, religiously affiliated facilities and properties that currently serve their communities, small businesses, and finally, individual workers. Now, while I will not illustrate how the Equality Act hurts each of these parties, I will take a few moments to illuminate a few of them. Catholic charities and other faith-based charitable services are a strong part of our communities throughout the, throughout the diocese and have been for many years. Their existence for the future is threatened by the Equality Act. Catholic charities and other faith-based charitable organizations would be expected to either surrender their sincerely held beliefs or be shut down by the Equality Act. This would notably apply to women's shelters, foster care and adoption agencies, and healthcare facilities. Counseling centers with a faith-based approach or affiliation, often serving at below market costs, would be limited in their ability to hire and operate in accord with their principles. Other charities with sex-designated spaces would also be at risk. The impact of the Equality Act could further spread to a broader range of ministries, effectively stripping federal funding from everything from food aid to immigration assistance. This does not simply hurt the organizations, but more importantly, the countless people that they serve. In the western part of our diocese, in Appalachia, the Catholic Church provides more than 50% of all licensed treatment level foster homes. I think a distinction here needs to be made as well, that by opposing the Equality Act, we are not saying that the Catholic Church does not want to serve certain groups, but rather, but there would rather be freedom regarding employment decisions. I spoke with one of the directors of Catholic Charities in Virginia, and he made it very clear that Catholic Charities will serve whoever presents themselves for help. We merely ask that an, an act like the Equality Act be developed that preserves the right to employ those persons who agree with the mission and values of these Catholic organizations. As it stands, the Equality Act would limit Catholic hospitals and healthcare providers from being allowed to treat all people in line with Catholic social doctrine. Both individual professionals and institutions, as well as insurers, would lose the ability to exercise their best medical judgment under the public accommodation non-discrimination mandate and be forced to perform or cover gender-affirming procedures, even if they find them to be detrimental to the patient's health, and even in the case of minors. Catholic healthcare providers compassionately serve everyone who comes to them. Non-discrimination, thus centered on who is served and oriented toward every patient as an individual, is a positive goal. But when it mandates what procedures must be performed in specific conditions, regardless of the medical judgment, that is another matter. The medical community, rather than being subjected to legislative manders with uncertain long-term outcomes, should be free to develop ways of treating people navigating painful experiences like gender dysphoria while considering the health and integrity of the whole person.
instead of mandating a quick surgical fix. Catholic education has also been part of the diocese and has served the poor and underprivileged since the inception of our diocese in 1820. With the advent of the Equality Act, these institutions may no longer be able to follow their directive to teach the faith, as well as other disciplines for students to learn, grow, and be successful in the future. Schools, private and public, K through 12, and higher education would all be affected by the Equality Act. This would occur through the Act's non-discrimination requirements for any program or activity touched by federal fund funding which would likely apply to schools, lunch assistance, or student financial aid. Single-sex girls and boys schools, such as Benedictine Prep or St. Gertrude's, both in Richmond, could be eliminated since they would be unable to maintain their identity. Private schools could also be required to hire or retain people whose speech or conduct violates tenets of the school's faith. This limits the ability of a religious group to convey deeply held religious beliefs and trust representatives of that group to convey the beliefs of the institution with integrity. Further, if implementation of the Equality Act were to follow the course of the Civil Rights Act, which it amends, curricula at both public and private schools could be required to incorporate lesson plans that present views of the human person and human flourishing that will increasingly contradict Christ's teachings and Christian tradition on sexual identity and sexuality. Finally, I would like to speak about how this would affect individual workers in many sectors. After all, this Equality Act is trying to preserve and maintain the rights of individuals, which the church absolutely supports. Individuals, individual workers could be expected to express or conform to views with which they disagree as a requirement to maintain their jobs. For example, whether in correspondence among fellow employees or in interactions with the general public, working Americans could be expected to regard others in accordance with their preferred gender identity under threat of law. This impacts the freedom of speech and conscience and takes away the opportunity for personal discernment on important questions such as these. Already, some people may lose their jobs for simply misgendering others, even if they agree to call someone by a preferred name. Part of the beauty of our pluralistic society is that people are free to disagree and still discern how to live in community and express love for one another. We can think differently, and it is this mixture of thought where wonderful innovations and laws emerge that truly do protect those vulnerable members of our society and uphold the common good. If individual discernment is threatened and humans are made to toe the company line for fear of reprisal by termination, this is not freedom, even if, it under, even if under pure intentions to protect vulnerable groups. I encourage you to go to the website for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, usccb.org, for two reasons. The first is that you may further educate yourself on all the areas that the Equality Act could result in affecting. Secondly, they have a link provided that with one click and simply putting which state you live in, can have prefabricated emails sent to the proper elected officials in our state to tell them that you oppose this act and do not wish it to pass in our government. 
I would also like to invite you to call for an act that would protect sexual and gender minorities from discrimination in all facets of life that would not have such far-reaching institutional and personal consequences. We as Catholics cannot allow for hatred, discrimination, prejudice, or bigotry to have any place in our community or society. As I said at the beginning, Jesus and the Church love every single one of God's children. Everyone is made in the image and likeness of God, even the person you disagree with most on matters of faith and morals. At the same time, we cannot let our sense of justice run unfettered in our government when it could, be subsequently when it could subsequently eradicate our very existence as a force for good in our communities and in the world. And we cannot sit by idly and hope that other people will protect us. Follow the example of Jesus and be bold and be willing to tell our politicians that you do not agree with this current version of the Equality Act and ask for protections regarding individual conscience. It is important to be able to form relationships with those who disagree with you on aspects of this law and offer charity while you work to establish justice. You are certainly allowed to sit by and do nothing. But if you do, I want you to think about this. If you didn't like mass being shut down during the pandemic, just imagine our doors being closed for good because we find ourselves on the wrong side of the law.